Good morning, everyone. This is the Tales from Lake Crib podcast. We are live from Lake Crib Studios. I am Mike Davis. I am joined today by Caden Reeves and Stephen Smith. How are we doing today, guys? Uh, you know, we're doing pretty good today. Uh, getting excited to record this podcast and uh, can't wait to see how the morning goes. Excited to be here. Ready to have uh, Stephen back in the studio once again. I get, I get it, Stephen. I'm sorry. This comes out in the morning, so I figured they'd be listening to it in the morning. Yeah, no, so it's, it's so. a great morning to be out here today. You know, uh, I think the sun's shining nice and bright. It's not supposed to rain for a couple hours still. Stephen's being a jerk face for no yeah, reason. I don't, I don't get what's and, going on and with Stephen tonight. Why do we um, continue to invite him back? I don't know, man. You know, he, he thinks he can just skip out a week and, and then come, come back, back and like nothing like ever happened. Just, everything's peachy keen. You know, we, we had to carry without you last week, Stephen, and, you know, we've kind of gotten used to it, but... We have. We actually it's had, not an, cool. we had an hour-long episode. Pretty good talk. Missed a lot of good things. Uh, well, okay, I listened to it, and um, there's an elephant that I'd like to address. Uh, I never got the chance to talk about us tying because you cheated, and then they came back and okay. was tied. Okay, all right. Well, that's in the past. We're moving forward. And the draft will come up later. The draft will come up later. But first, it's too late now, Stephen. Let's get into the sad news. Our intro, Mike, you want to break the news? Uh, sure. Um, so this week in wrestling news, uh, the wrestler by the name of Bray Wyatt, also known as uh, his real name is Wyndham Rotunda, uh, is from Brooksville, Florida. Uh, he passed away of you know a, a long fought a long fight with a lung disease and finally a heart attack. Um, so you know, sad news for. Wrestling, he was still in the prime of his career, I would say. Yeah, he was uh, uh, 36 you know, years old. You know, just had just come back to the WWE after a little extended leave uh, with some mental health problems. Uh, and, you know, he, he was one of the greatest creative minds of all time, in my opinion. Uh, you guys can have your own opinion. Uh, but creatively to me, you know, he pushed borders uh, that people hadn't really looked at before. He kind of took a lot of things and made them his own. And kind of introduce some characters to the WWE that were, you know, very influential and will be for years to come. I, to this day, still think The Fiend is one of, like, the scariest WWE. You know, it, and, and obviously, like, when it comes to darker characters, The Undertaker is, is the, you know, that's... The pinnacle. The, exactly. But to me, The Fiend, and, and as, like, a creative character, it's, it's unmatched. Uh, yeah, but... Uh... I'll say that the first time I was sitting in my bed watching uh, stuff about WWE and uh, that, that face came up on the screen, it was three in the morning and uh, I was not ready for it. He's, you know, he's terrifying, dude. Uh, and even before he was the fiend, whenever he was the, uh, the eater of worlds, um, you know, he led the Wyatt family, you know, he was, he just did a very good job of like diving deeper into darker sides of like, you know, uh, like characters' minds and things like that. And, you know, he was, he was a very good performer in the ring, you know, very sneakily athletic. Um, you know, that's something fa- that... Fairly we, big, fa- fairly you know, bigger he, guy. He, you know, he's a bigger guy, you know, pushing 300 pounds. But, you know, dude could... Could move. Could do, a, could do a bridge. He could move. He could, you know, throw himself around. Yeah. So uh, we just wanted to take a moment, you know, look back on the memories and honor Bray Wyatt. Played his, uh, his entrance song, I believe it's Shatter. Shatter. Do you, uh, do you know the artist? I think it's code orange. Oh, very nice. The more you know. The more you know. But hey, yeah, just uh, you know, just in fact, 
you guys can't see it. We, we may post a picture of it on the gram later. We do have the honorary lantern here in Lake Grove Studios to carry that memorial on. But uh, with that being said, we got a great show for you. Got a great draft coming up. We got yeah, we're gonna announce the giveaway winner and uh, a little update on merch. But first, Mike, Steven, any uh, breaking big news we want to talk about? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Are you referring to something in specific that you would like me to? No, this is no innuendo. This is I'm opening the floor up for mass debate. All right. Uh, I can debate. I like debating. Uh, you had a question earlier that you wanted to ask. Um, a little off topic of everything else we're going to talk about, but, you know, it's... It's the Tales from Lake Crib show, Stephen. This is, this is what it's all about. It's all about the randomness. All right, so then ask the question for the, the millions. And millions. Mike was late on that one. Sorry, taking a drink, boys. My bad. How was that drink? It was really good. I have a sweet tea with lemon in it. Over here. crispy. You know, from Wawa. Uh, they didn't have the lemonade tonight, so... No nod? No nod. No, no. Uh, kind of upset about it, but, you know, sweet tea with lemon, next best thing. Sweet sweet tea lemonade. Arnold Palmer. Gotta love it. This isn't Arnold Palmer, it's just lemon. There's, there's oh. a lemon in it, not, not oh. lemonade. Yeah. Okay, so, your question about coaches. You want to you wanna elaborate on what it was so for everybody else to hear? So today, while, while I was at the barrel, I had a, I had a thought-provoking idea, and... You know, coaches always demand the best for their players, right? You know, every coach wants to see their players succeed. They, they want to push their players to the best of their ability, right? And, you know, I, I would argue to, a, to an extent, coaches try to take that push and that motivation one step further to, you know, get the absolute most out of their athletes. But my question that was kind of coming to mind is, like, at what point can a coach go too far to push that athlete? It's kind of a thought-provoking my my thought on it would be the coach is going too far when the players are starting to hate the fact that they have to come out there. When like, you- like, but like, like, you know, be hard on them, yell at them, get in their face if you need to, do what you got to do to make them better and to get the best out of them. But there's that very fine line between this guy, this guy wants the best for me, and this guy's just a douche. Uh, so like you said earlier with the fact that uh, you have uh, scar tissue that builds up in an injury. So say if I keep pushing and prying at the injury, it's going to create more scar tissue. Uh, so you use the analogy of when coaching, if I'm going to put my guys through some hard stuff, uh, I'm going to slowly create scar tissue. Uh, and how am I going to deal with that? When does the scar tissue become too much? So I think the, the best way to answer that would be it's not about how far you can go. It's about how you're dealing with the scar tissue. So if you're able to push them to a point to where they're still listening to you, still wanting uh, to get better and know what's best, know that you know what's best for them, um, but you're able to say, hey, I'm going to encourage you. I love you. I'm, I'm going to be your biggest supporter, your biggest fan. At that point, you have more leeway. And so it's like a give-and-take relationship at that point, and it's a bank account. So if I'm going to deposit into the bank account, then I can take more out. So if I'm going to encourage them early in the practice, later I can chew them out for not doing it right. And I think that it's not – there's not a too far. It's a 
not enough in the bank account, and so you're going bankrupt. That's what I would say. To support us whenever you were our coach, Steven. It didn't feel like you were my biggest supporter and my biggest fan. Uh, you know, whenever I got a pitcher coming off the mound, um, and okay. I ask him All if right. he wants to be right. or not, and he, he yells at me, uh, it's kind of hard to uh, to think, you know, I'm I'm the one in charge here. Who would, who would deposit in that bank account, Mike? Did that bank account, how you about, know? How about next time we just get the out after there's two strikes three times what in a row? What do you mean? What do you mean? I did. Dude, you could go your senior year, pitch two innings, and get TJ and be done on the shelf. Well. Or your junior year. Yeah, no, I have, uh, I have seven college innings. I five. Very nice. I like. But, um, you know, I agree. My, my thought process when I played and when I've coached before is I'm willing, if I'm willing to run through a wall for my players, I want them to be able to do the same for me. So I guess it's that same, like, establish the credibility and then, like, get to work. I don't know. It was just kind of a thought that pondered into my head. Because I, 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 you know what it was? Before work, I saw on TikTok that it was um, – I saw on TikTok there was a TikTok that was about <clears throat> uh, an Olympian swimmer whose, like, mom or dad died before, like, the final dive. Or was it she was a diver? Before the final dive. And they didn't tell her until after the Olympics. Like, that's got to have some mental damage on you, right? No, I don't think so. I think any, any athlete who understands coaching and who understands com- competition would, obviously, they'd be a little upset at first, but I think eventually they'd understand. All right, let me paint a picture. It was like two days, bro. They didn't tell her that her mom died for like two days. All right, ready? It's game five of the World Series. Your parents die. Your mom. We'll say your mom dies. Okay. The next day is game six. The next game's day or days uh, game seven. You're the closer. It comes down to it. It's game seven. You have been told about it. Are you in there? Are you ready? Or you haven't been told it. It's game seven. Bottom of the ninth. Up by one run. I wouldn't want to know. I'd want to be able to dominate and then find out. I a hundred percent disagree. I would absolutely, family, that's what matters most. No, no, and, and I definitely agree. hundred percent rather know no, that I, my I definitely, mother had passed. I definitely agree, but, and we're, I mean, we also have to understand we're not Olympic athletes. Yeah, so, you've trained your entire life for like, this moment. I was say, like, some of those people, like, actually have been training since they were four or five years old. Some, some might be even before that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not calling the guy a bad coach at all. I'm just saying, like, that. I thought that was a little crazy. And I was like, well. At what point is going too far? But it was just kind of like a side topic, and I just wanted to see what you guys had to say on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I think uh, as far as movies we should talk about, what about Cat in the Hat? That was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I I I really liked that movie when I was a kid. I did spend a lot of time watching that growing up. Yeah, I like how you guys are saying growing up and kid, because I know for sure we watched it 13 times last semester. You guys watched it 13 times last semester. Mike went to bed because Mike had to work the next morning. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I heard while I was trying to sleep. I haven't seen it since, and I kind of miss it. Cat in the Hat watch party? It's actually not on any streaming services anymore. 
well, then there's these things before these those streaming services back in my day back in back in the uh the the good old days we had these things called dvds what does dvd stand for i don't know but i know it was a little disc and you put it in the little dvd player and it played the discs they're they're outdated now you can get them for like two dollars at walmart um but yeah man nobody uses those anymore what are, can wait can you explain this technology a little further to me? Okay, so there was this little disc that the movie is downloaded onto. What is a disc? A you can't disc? Just say dude, that I don't. A, a, this is the you got, I don't know, man. You got me there. A saucer? I, don't, I, don't, I saw the way you made your hands. It's like a flying saucer. Like yeah, a, it's circular and okay. it has a hole in it. It's like a donut, but it's plastic. It's a plastic donut that plays movies. So. Okay. Maybe that's what the D stands for is donut. <laughs> Donut video distributor. Nope. No, I don't think that was it. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go Caden versus Steven. All right. Since you guys can't win the draft, you know, might as well give you guys something you can win. Um, draft is still in question. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so today we're going to be doing uh, trivia questions about the good old U.S. of A. Are you American? Bet your sweet bippy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So I probably should have looked at these before I tried to pick one. Right? Um, my bad. Everyone wait patiently. All right. Here we go. Which state was named? Okay, so. How's this going to work? You I'm going to explain any So the rules are, yes, you're going to raise your hand, Thunder and then down. I'll pick. So you guys won't be able to hear it because they're raising their hand, but I'll be able to see it, and we'll just keep the integrity going that way, okay? No cheating here. Interesting. <laughs> All right, which state was named Freezing. the first state after being the first to ratify the U.S. Constitution? Stephen. Delaware. The correct answer is Delaware. Yeah, what why did you Delaware? raise your hand way too late there, buddy? I was about to steal. I thought he had it wrong. Nope, that was definitely the right answer. All right. So, oh, here we go. What is the name of the treaty between England and America that ended the American Revolution? Stephen. That, that, he was just a fraction. Um, how close do I have to be onto this? Uh, you got to get it perfect, buddy. Sorry. What is the Paris Treaty? Uh, yeah, that's wrong. What is the Treaty of Paris? The Treaty of Paris is the correct answer. <laughs> yes. I was thinking again. I'm like, dude, I'm either going to sound so smart or so dumb here. In Jeopardy, would have got that. All right, here we go. Right up. What is the name of the first permanent English settlement in America? Caden. Jamestown? It is Jamestown. All right, let's go. I was so confident. Let, you know you didn't what? Know. Hey, we're having a good time, okay? You know, everybody's laughing, everybody, everybody's smiling. The people, the people are trying to answer questions. The millions and millions of people, all right? Why stop here? Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, I'm having fun. All right. What is the United States official language? Caden. English. Wrong. Stephen. Chance to steal and tie it up. Uh, I'm not going to lose any points in my past. You don't lose points. 
<laughs> He's Sorry. dying. Um, I have no clue. You don't get a chance to answer no, again, saying. buddy. I think of it like the TikTok. I thought you were American. Is it, is it Latin? No, uh, there is none. America has no official language. That's a, that's a trick question. Uh, boo. All right. I'm looking for another question, guys. What's the score? Is it? It's two to two. Uh, well, two to one, Caden, because Steven decided not to answer. There, the, the answer is none. How am I supposed to get All right. Away? Here we go. How many oceans border America? Caden, your hand was up first. Two. Wrong. It's three. Three. The Pacific, Atlantic, and Indian Oceans. No, the Arctic Ocean. The Arctic Ocean. Arctic, my bad. Indians on the other side. All right, so now it's all tied up. Let's make this one, all right, for all the marbles, okay? You guys, what was? What did I just watch? Was that like a gentleman's agreement? A little gentleman's handshake. May the best man win. Some of us on this side of the table like fair competition and fair play. Uh, yeah. We don't like your kind on this side. Oh, okay, all right. All right, here we go. Which river in the United States is the longest? Steven. The Mississippi. Wrong. The Ohio River. Wrong. Correct answer is the Missouri River. See, I thought about the Euphrates. I thought about the Nile. All right, here we go. And if you don't believe me, you're in denial. <laughs> Thank you, I'll be here. I'm early. retracting point. That was, that was a Jungle Cruise reference to all my Disney fans out there. Okay. Once again, for all the marbles, how many U.S. states have names starting with the letter M? That's a lot of counting. Steven. Nine. Wrong. Eight. The correct answer is eight. Let's name them right now. You have Massachusetts. You have Maine. Mississippi. Michigan. Missouri. Maryland. Maryland. Montana. And Maine event Mike Davis. <laughs> anyway, um, if you are from the, that whatever that eighth state is. You say Montana. I did say Montana. Maine. Mar- I said Maryland. Massachusetts. Dude, why can't we think of Montana? Minnesota. I'm totally fine forgetting Minnesota. I'm joking, Minnesota. I didn't mean that. Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay, never mind. I actually take it back again. I'm totally fine forgetting it. Dude, um, I've, I've been to Minnesota. It's actually a pretty nice state. The Twins ballpark's beautiful. Who? Asked. Asked? Mm. Mm. All right. Anyway. You just lost your membership in the video spot. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I had fun with that guy, with that. Did you guys? Did you have a good time doing the trivia? I always have fun winning. Yeah, no, uh, I think I should have got the Paris point, but that's, that's besides. No, no. I told you you had to be spot on. It's not called the Paris Treaty. It's called the Treaty of Paris, sir. So. He would have got it. Anyway. Is it that time? Is it, is it time? Oh, it's time. To dun, announce dun, 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 dun. the winner dun, dun. of the giveaway. All right. Actually, okay, so we were going very different places with that. But, you know, it is time for 
the announcement of the giveaway, ladies and gentlemen. We held it open for a week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Steven? I think actually, uh, before we get to that, let's talk about the merch and how it's going to work. Exactly. Go ahead, Steven. Uh, so I think the best way to do this is going to be um, if you guys want to order something. So again, like he said on the, the post, they're all $25. If you want to order a, a shirt, uh, you can pick which one. Uh, just send the account a DM saying, hey, I want this one, this size. Uh, and then once we get a few orders in, then we'll go ahead and order them, get them to you. Uh, this way it's easier on us as far as uh, shipping on our side or if we're just going to hand it to you in person. Uh, but also it's a little easier on our bank account. And as the um, you know the one who runs the Instagram page, for those of you who have already ordered a T-shirt and who have already sent us a message, I have seen your message, guys. I'm trying to get back to them as soon as possible. Um, you know, I've been trying to figure out some things about how the merch is going to work uh, and really just life. So my bad, guys. Um, but anyway... You know, start shooting us those messages. We'll start getting you guys down, uh, you know, on our list. Um, and we'll start, you know, getting things figured out, okay? But about the uh, about the giveaway, the one the one who's getting it for free, all right? Getting all the goods. Getting getting all the what? What are the goods, Caden? They're getting a signed WWE belt by main event Mike Davis and primetime Ken Reeves. And if Steven gets his act together, whatever his nickname to be... <coughs> Steven TBD Smith, all signing that WWE belt. But wait, there's more. Oh, I was trying to think of a Cat in the Hat reference, but I couldn't. Um, you're right. They're getting a Southern Holler hat provided by our wonderful roommate, who's been so nice this episode because we have been loud multiple times. We've been cracking up and cracking wise, but he's been so patient with us. Sammy Coffrin, they're getting a Southern Holler hat from Samuel Coffrin, and they're getting a Lake Crib t-shirt. Yeah! Woo! Uh, do we know which one we're going to give them? Is it going to be the uh, the logo one? I, I really hadn't gotten that far yet, man. All right, you guys will figure out which one you're getting when you get it. So, yeah. Without further ado, give me a drum roll, gentlemen. The winner of the giveaway of the merch for the Tales from Lake Crib 1 is Noah Combs. Congratulations, Noah. Um, you know, you were one of many who joined our giveaway. You could say there's one of millions. And millions. I'm not even going to lie. It was like 10, so. Uh, and millions. And millions. Um, but anyway, Noah, congratulations. Um, you know, we'll, you know, we're not going to reach out to you. We're going to let you guys listen in at first. Uh, we're going to let you guys listen in at first and see, you know, uh, if Noah can figure it out. And if not, we may pick another winner. We may reach out to Noah. So, Noah, make sure you listen to the episode so you know that you won. Caden, go ahead. It's time. It is time. Let's go. The people's champ have risen. Okay. And they've boosted him to the promised land. Okay. Did Steven vote? Yeah, because I wasn't on the episode. But you're, you are a, are, are you not on the staff of Tales from Lake Rim? If you went and listened to it, uh, the one that I was on, I said that I will not vote as long as I'm on the show. I wasn't on the show last week. Okay, so if I'm not on the episode, then could I vote? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Check the contract stipulations. I don't remember signing anything. With that being said, I believe it was okay. the dotted line. Steven, I want you to do the honors. Go ahead, I wanna, Steve. I want to bask in this. I want someone to acknowledge me. There was right. millions and millions of votes. The poll came in with a 60 to 40% margin. Mr. Caden Reeves. <laughs> Where's my belt, Michael? So Caden right. uh, Reeves is now the, uh, the proud owner of the title and is the first time in a long time that main event Mike Davis has been knocked off. You know, it is. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take my loss as a man. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are being painted about me, so that way, you know, other people are viewed in a good light. Um, you know, and, and there, there are some things that are about to be uncovered about, you know, the, uh, the dealings behind the scenes at the Tales from Lake Rib. Um, you know, some things that are, that are about to be exposed. You know, it's, it's going to be like this whole big documentary thing I'm working on. Um, you know, I'm, I'm being smeared as the bad guy when, when in reality I'm just doing what I can for this podcast. Uh, I pride myself as a man of God. Well, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, it looks like from this corner. Viva la raza! Let me talk to you. I've been on the bottom for weeks. And I'm over it, Mike. Mm-hmm. Primetime Caden Reeves has stepped into the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And he's going nowhere. Mm-hmm. So let's just say this next draft coming up, we'll call it 10 minutes. 10 minutes of playtime. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the draft. Mm-hmm. No one cares about your shop story. Okay. No one cares about your documentary. Mm-hmm. Primetime's back. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I thought we said no B-roll on set. You know, I thought we did too. Um, Champs can do what they want. You know, when I was the champ and I, and I asked to do a, a B-roll, I was told no. So... I feel like this is a little bit of favoritism, which is also going to be included in my documentary. Uh, it's called Tales from Lake Crib Exposed. Are you writing a tell-all for Tales from Lake Crib? Yes. All the terrible things that have happened to you and that you didn't take part in? Exactly. With that being said, the champ wants to get down to the draft. Mm-hmm. And the champ actually got to pick this week's draft. Mm-hmm. This week we will be drafting best five comedy movies of all time. Okay. I'll happily take this pick, by the way. Who, who goes first? The champs. To the left of the, the... Yeah, we've never done it that way before. We're not, cha- doing, it, we're not doing it that way this time. Can I finish? Go ahead. The champ sympathizes with you mm. and allows you the pick of the first round. Mm. And the f- you know, it really doesn't matter what you allow me to do, so uh, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so I'm going to go with greatest comedy films of all time. Give me number one, Step Brothers. All right. Uh, number two, I'm going to take Hangover. Give me Borat. I like. <laughs> all right. Give me, uh, give me the other guys. I'll take uh, 21 Jump Street. Great. That's a solid pick. No sequels, by the way. Obviously. That's, a, that's always a rule. Talladega Nights. Give me Ted. Anchorman. Super bad. Super Troopers. That's a great movie. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. That's a, that's a good movie. 
Classic one, Grown Ups. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Give me, you know, sticking with the same thing, give me Happy Gilmore. You know, I'm torn between two. It's the same actor playing both, but I'm going to go with his more known one, Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. All right, so let's get into it. Oh, my bad, my bad. I forgot you had the last pick. Acknowledge. Go me. ahead. Yeah. What's your pick? Come on. American Pie. Okay. Yeah, I almost took that one, but I didn't because I uh, have taste. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I'm not just a uh, in it for you know bland comedy and low blow jokes. All right, so uh, <clears throat> go through your one through five and explain each pick. Exactly. Okay, and I'll let you guys you know rebuttal my picks. You know, keeping keeping in fairness. But we'll let you go through all yeah, five. Of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. You know, number one, Step Brothers. That's classic. You know. It's, it's probably one of the most easily quotable, you know, comedy films of all time. Uh, Will Ferrell does a very good job. John C. Riley does a very good job. Uh, you know, I feel like we've all kind of felt like we're there um, at that point in our life at some time. So, uh, you know, it's just all around a good, good movie, good feel-good movie. And, you know, what's some of the best jokes of all time. See, we're not even watching right now. We're already, we've already got Caden over here laughing, right? You have to call me Dragon. <laughs> exactly. You're proving my point here. All right, Stephen, do you have anything to say against Step Brothers? Uh, maybe after we finish. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right, number two, the other guys. All right, I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. All right, Mark Wal, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Right, mixed with Will Ferrell, comedy genius. Okay, yeah, Gator needs his gat. Right. You know, I will say one thing about that movie. Um, it made me very happy when, uh, in the beginning of the movie, when The Rock dies <laughs> and Samuel L. No, Jackson. No, 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 no. Even better, Mark Wahlberg, a Bostonian. Shoots. Exactly. He shoots. D- Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. The, that's honestly why I picked it. I was getting there. That's my favorite thing about the whole movie, right? So anyway, the other guys, three, Ted. Once again, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, right? Seth MacFarlane. I don't sound like that, that much like Peter Griffin, right? You know? Flash. Savior of the universe. You know, it's, it's very quotable. It's a good feel-good movie, you know, about friendship, okay, and what's important in our lives. You know, but at the end of the day, it's also, you know, something that, you know, we, we can all hang out, we can watch, and we can just get a good laugh, okay? Four, Super Troopers. Classic. Right? I know you've never heard of it. So funny. Right? Team Ramrod. Exactly. Right? And then number five, Happy Gilmore. I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan. Once again, another classic. And, you know, it, it involves sports, love, comedy, Carl Weathers, an alligator, and a wooden hand. Okay. So I think after you going over all your picks, um, it feels like you just picked – the above average. It doesn't feel like you pick something that's actually just set itself apart from anything. It's just, that was a good movie. Will Ferrell's got another one like that, though, from Watch Talladega Nights. So I think that uh, you, you picked good movies, great movies, not goat movies. They, they ain't the best. But uh, allow me, and then uh, you guys can talk about mine. All right, <clears throat> so for my pick first was The Hangover. Uh, 
I actually think The Hangover is the greatest comedy of all time. Uh, the story, the pace. Uh, now they're not. It's not notable for the couple jokes it makes. Um, but I'm not about the jokes. I'm about the actual story of how the how it just goes. I mean, you're you're on a you're on a goose chase, and all of a sudden, oh, he's on the roof. Uh, you know, my second one. I, I got a 21 Jump Street. Uh, I'm a I'm a guy with nostalgia. So uh, 21 Jump Street originally Johnny Depp. Uh, came back. He was actually in the movie uh, in the later scenes. Uh, and I think Channing Tatum did a great job. Um, yeah, I think I think Hill did, did also a good job, but he's got better movies. Um, you know, three, I got Anchorman. I think it's Will Smith's best movie, other than Elf. Will Smith? No, I think the entire, your entire draft board becomes invalid because you said Will Smith. Sorry, I, I uh, ladies and gentlemen, please note that when you are. Uh, yeah, picking. no, you can definitely note that because I think they're the same exact type of actor. They got a one little. They're one. They're one trick pony. Yep, they both are the exact same. Oh no, exa- I definitely agree with you on that one. So that is. I'm okay Will Ferrell and Will Smith are one trick ponies. Steve, okay. You're telling me the same. The same Will Smith can play the only one role. The same as The Rock, yeah. The Pursuit of Happiness in Seven Pounds versus The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. Completely um, different roles. Two different areas of somebody's life. Okay, Men, in, Men in Black. Even, even still, that, that, the, I, would, I would compare Men in Black almost identical to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So, yeah. So whereas, when it, whereas, like, the minute he got married and had kids, he stopped being funny. No, he, he's, and now he's very much he a, never, he's very much a, a King Richard. It wasn't a broad type of it wasn't a real broad thing he had going on. It was um, just along the way he changed and so he could only do that one thing. Um, so I, it's yeah. okay. you know what? forget I say anything I just I disagree with that one, but we're not on to that. we're on to the draft. my bad. All right, fine. All right next pick. the greatest slapstick comedy person of all time, Jim Carrey. In Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah, Satan. My bad. I thought you were someone else. Come on, dude. Like the movie, just it's quotable. Dan Marino's in it. Not as good as Tom Brady. He kisses a guy. So I mean, like it's just the way they play it off the trick and everything. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, The next one, also one of the greatest minds in comedy. Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. I got him over here quoting it the first time I said it. As that being my last pick, I'm happy with this draft. All right. What was your first pick again? Uh, it was The Hangover. I've only ever seen The Hangover one time, and I've only seen the first one, so I can't really say much about it. That, oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about, the first yeah, one. My bad. The first one's not, yeah, it's um, not even close. The second and third and fourth are not, not good. Um, so I can't really say much about it, but in my opinion, it seemed like, just a lot of empty jokes. Zach Galifianakis was just a bunch of empty jokes. Funniest person in the whole movie was Bradley Cooper. The baby was funny. The baby was fairly. The baby was fairly funny. I'll, I'll give that one. What's his name? Chang, and I don't know his name in real life. Oh, Ken Jong. Ken Jong. I don't find Ken Jong funny. I find him dude as Leslie Chow. He was hysterical. Yeah, I, don't, I don't find Ken Jong funny. Uh, what was your second pick? Uh, so it was Hangover, Twenty One Jump Street, Anchorman. I'll give you Twenty One Jump Street. That's a good movie. Austin Powers. Um, three was what again? I know four and five. My bad. Anchorman. Anchorman. Um, 
Not not a fan. Not a fan. I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, not Baxter, a you ate a whole wheel of cheese. So okay, my hands? ladies and gentlemen, when when you are an an artist of comedy or an expert of comedy, I'm not an expert of comedy. But when you claim to be, and you, your name is Wolf Barrel, and you are really one of the kings of comedy, it shouldn't be forced. The entire every single actor in the movie Anchorman is forcing every bit of comedy that they're trying to produce, and it's bad. Would you have preferred forty-year-old version? Oh, I've, I don't think I've ever actually seen the movie Steve all the Carl, way through. Great movie, great movie. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever. None of us picked a Ryan Reynolds movie. Okay, I don't watch Ryan Reynolds movie. I don't watch Ryan Reynolds movies for the comedy. I don't know about you guys. You got it, dude. What? What do you, what do you watch him for? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. He's a great actor. All right, he's got an incredible range. You ever seen Six Underground? You ever, yes. You and then you watch the Free Guy. You ever seen the Voices? See, that's range. Okay, you gotta see the. You gotta watch the Voices. Crazy movie. He's like a serial killer. He's not expecting oh, it. Really? He, it's great. It's so good. Is it? Is it like a serious movie or is it a comedy? It's a serious movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can the champ share his picks now? Thank you. I actually wasn't done reading through Steven's picks. All right, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, you. you no, no, want no, no, no. To you, 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 you want to interrupt? You, you want, let you just, want to, uh, you, you know, you spin things for your way. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take a step back, people. I want you to know this as well. The minute he put that belt on, his facial expression changed, and uh, yeah. So he just doesn't deserve it again. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. He, he didn't work for it. He spun, he spun the story that I'm a cheater. Will that week two talk for itself? Here we are. Day number one of the 365... Uh, it's called a promo kit. If you want to be the big dog, you got to learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. All right, here we are. Number one pick, Bull Rat. Classic comedy movie. Sasha Baron Cohen kills it. You know, very, very funny movie. Keeps you entertained and engaged from the moment you start watching it to the moment it ends. Goes all, all around the world. He's uh, traveling the country, the United States, learning about America. Very funny. Uh, pick number two, Talladega Nights. It is <coughs> one of Will Ferrell's best works. Once again, Sasha Baron Cohen makes another appearance in there. Kills as jo- Joan Gerard. John C. O'Reilly, another funny one. Super bad. I am McLovin. Need I say more? You know, it's a classic comedy. Great coming of age story. They're going to the party. Some of the seniors going off to college. Great film. Grown Ups. Classic comedy growing up. Watched it so many times. I actually got it for Christmas when I was 11 years old. Watch it Christmas Day. Awesome. And then American Pie. Classic teenage comedy. Coming of age. Feel good. End of summer for the second one and going to prom for the first one. We're, we're, we strictly talk about the first one. We're right. just for... So I think as far as Borat, um, there's... Two words to describe it. It's nothing more than a dumb. It's very nice, and that's about it. I wouldn't take it in my first round. I wouldn't take it in my second round. It's clever, but it's not... Jack, I can't say that. Uh, Johnny Knoxville does it better. Johnny Knoxville walked so Borat could run. And he ran right away with it. Well, which makes Borat a secondhand Johnny Knoxville. Hmm. Uh, super bad. Your third pick. I. That's a great pick. That's your best pick. That's your only good pick. 
Back to Borat. Controversial. And nobody, we, we don't, we don't, we're not big on controversy here at the Tales from Lake Brim, you know? Big, big no controversy, guys. So. Yeah, we like to keep our noses clean. Again, um, we, we do, you know, except, you know, whenever, you know, you, you start, you know, wanting those aspirations of coming for an honest man's title uh, to, to further your own aspirations, which will be published in my documentary, Tales from Lake Frib, Exposed with Michael Davis. The tell-all by Mike Davis. So, um, anyway, so we're not big into controversy. What was your second pick? If you could get someone to write that documentary and, like, direct it, who would it be? Christopher Nolan. <laughs> who, yeah, who Christopher would yours be? Actually, no, I take it back. Martin Scorsese. I know who it's I want. It's a crime film. I'd be, okay, who do you want? Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I'm about to say, I want Tarantino. I want that, that just amazing dialogue, and then I also want it to where music just fits no matter where we're at. Second pick was Talladega Nights. Second rate Step Brothers. Yeah, I think Talladega Nights is better than Step Brothers. We'll, we'll agree to disagree, Stephen. Remember? But it's still Remember? not better than Elf. We, we're, we're working. I do agree with that one. Elf is Will Ferrell's pinnacle of movie. That, that is the pinnacle of his career. He cannot get any better than Elf. And I will die on that. That is one of the only Christmas movies I actually like. You must be a Southpaw Elf. Anyway, so... Back to the topic at hand, Talladega. We'll agree to disagree there, Stephen. But remember, you know we we have we have something that we're working towards here. Okay. Go ahead. Am I sensing an alliance between you and Stephen? There have been no handshakes. No, that's fine. The champ will prevail. As you say that, though, I'm pretty sure Talladega Nights came out before Step Brothers. I'm not positive, but I do think so. If anything would be a second rate, it would be the other way around. Okay. Uh, and the Empire Strikes Back is not second yeah. rate to A New Hope, but it's and better. A New Hope is second rate to, to Empire Strikes Back by far. And, I'm uh, just saying, Talladega Nights is a better movie. But. I'm not your opinion. That's why you picked it second. You're entitled <laughs> to it. You know, there's no punching in the you face. Know, opinions are like onions. They have layers. layers. And they why, did no one pick, why did no one pick Shrek? Okay, never mind. It's the best. All right, I don't want to get it. Caden, just keep going. Shrek's overrated. Super bad. That was a good pick. I will agree. That's your best pick. Grown ups. Steven, go ahead. Uh, I I think it's Adam Sandler's best comedy movie. I think I I like it more than all his little shtick of his little voice he does sometimes, but it's not his best movie. Uncut Gems is. I like him serious. Um. I wouldn't say that Grown Ups is Adam Sandler's best comedy, personally. Um, it is a very good film. Uh, I, I do enjoy watching it every time. Whenever I was a kid, anytime it was on TV, I watched it. Uh, but Sweet. to me, in that movie, he seems more, he, he just seems like, like, like he's funny in that movie, but he just seems bland. It's, it's like uh, they didn't have a script. Yeah, exactly. They just all had fun together. Well, it, yeah, they they were just out there having a good time, which is great. That, there's nothing. Friends. There's nothing wrong with it. And, but he's him and Chris Rock. But no, they, they, I like Spade. The I, rest, uh, the cast is good, but like Joe Dirt's the only only notable movie out of the rest of them. That's like other than like Blart. Madagascar. What but about like, Paul Blart? It's it's not great though. What? I love Paul Blart Ball Cop. Paul Blart Ball Cop is one of the greatest cop. I don't know why I didn't so pick why, it. Yeah, why didn't he pick it? Because, I don't know, man. Probably nobody else ever. Because we left it at the corner of meh and ver. Never. 
Anyway, you know, technically, Pulp Fiction's a comedy. Don't pick. Don't be that guy, Steve. Don't be that guy. It was American Pie. Um, for officially, I've never seen this movie. Mom and Dad, if you are listening to this, please turn this episode off now. This is the end of the episode. Um, you don't need to hear anything else. All right? I'm joking. Um, Mom and Dad, I still haven't seen this movie. But anyway, Steve, yeah, go I ahead and start. I haven't seen the OG one. Wait, you mean? Okay, well, um, they're pretty much all the cookie cutter but movies. But it's because they're all the same that I don't feel like the need to. But Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd, so that's okay. I'm sorry. Paul Rudd was Paul Rudd's not in any American Pie movie. That's the that's the guy from um, Rookie in the That's the guy from Rookie of the Year. What is? You sure Paul Rudd's not in that? I'm 100 percent sure Paul Rudd's not in that movie. I'm about to go look. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was already in his like 30s or four, like mid 30s when those movies came out. The those dude, movies came out in the late no. 90s, bro. Paul Rudd's almost 60. No. 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 He's not. He's no. He's he's like 50. He's probably like. 50, 51. 48, 50. You know what? Hey, we broke the fourth wall last time. Alexa, how old is Paul Rudd? He's 54. He looks great to be 54. 54. The more you know. Anyway, but anyway, still, Paul Rudd was not in the movie, so. Oh, he was in Wet Hot American Summer. Same type of thing. Another good movie. But um, American Pie, you know, they're all cookie-cutter movies, but, you know, we'll we'll still give you the pick. Um, I'm going to go, it's just... Just raunchy comedy, which is, you know, not... To me, that's not comedy. How, how did nobody pick uh, the interview? They hate us because of the antas. And here we are saying, no, we don't like controversy. When literally that movie got released on Christmas and PlayStation Network had all okay, their but servers hear me out. shut but down. Hear me out. It's because it's pro-America. And around here, we are pro-American. Are martinis gay? Who? What? Are martinis gay? I need to no, know. No, we're not talking about this. Stop, Steven. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that was the draft, ladies and gentlemen. That was tough to get through. Shall uh, we Shall we give a quick recap of our picks so they are fresh in our heads while we close out? You know, I think we said it 15 times, but we can definitely yeah, man. Do it one more yeah, time. Yeah, man, whatever the champ wants, I All guess, right. bro. All right, we'll go reverse order this time. So, Caden. <laughs> Kane's picks for comedy movies were Bull Rat, Talladega Nights, Superbad, Grown Ups, and American Pie. Uh, I had Hangover, 21 Jump Street, Anchorman, Ace Ventura, and Austin Powers. In case you didn't know who I was, that's Steven. I think everybody knew who it was. I think everybody can tell his voice by the end of the episode. You don't, you don't gotta name drop yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, you're you're taking my mic time away. So if if you would kindly sit back in your seat and know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. That was good. That was good. Thank you, Stephen. That was really good. All right, Mike's picks were number one, Step Brothers. Number two, The Other Guys. Number three, Ted. Number four, Super Troopers. Number five, Happy Gilmore. What? Mike, you want to close this out? I'm not answering this question. What do you mean you're not? I, mean, I feel like it's going to come back to bite me. And I, just, and I just won the promo battle of the episode, so I'm going to leave it on a high note. I was going to let you walk out with pride. I, I had your song lined up what and everything. Song, what song is he playing? Is, he, is it actually a good one? Uh, I just see what he had last time. I don't see what the next one is. Do you trust me, Mike? No, I don't, actually. 
because I know what you did. I know what you did to get that belt, which will also be published in my documentary, Tales from Lake Crib, Exposed with Mike Davis. When's that coming out? When I'm done with it. Can we get an estimated date? At least six. <laughs> six what? Six AD or more. What did you just say? It needs six AD or more. Eighty-six. Shut up, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>